When you're committing sin, you know it. In fact, when you're committing sin, other people probably know it too. They can see it even if you're trying to hide it because they see it in you. When God's purpose is no longer your priority, you are sin sick. When God ordering your steps is no longer your objective, you're sin sick. When people are physically sick, beyond what any over-the-counter medication can do, we tend to go to a, a hospital to see a doctor. The same is true for people who are sin sick. We, especially beyond what any over-the-internet messages can do, uh, we tend to go, we need to go to uh, the church, which is a spiritual hospital, uh, to see the preacher. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the Bible says that you cannot hear without a preacher. You can't hear the word of God without a preacher. Getting healed from being sin sick is not difficult. Or getting delivered from being sin sick is not at all difficult. In my book titled Disease Carrier, don't be a host for sin. I discuss over a dozen things that uh, Jesus himself says are already in us. The book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and bookwire.com and at other major retailers online or you can get it from my own website lessonsforlifebooks.com or you can even get it uh, from pastorkeith.org. Uh, just go to the book section and you'll find it there or the new release section and you'll find it there. See, Christianity is not a cakewalk. Christianity is, is not a cakewalk. There is some serious work involved and some serious work required. And in order to stay uh, informed and inspired, there is some serious initiative required and some serious work involved on your part. You can't just become a Christian and say, okay, now uh, Jesus do everything for me uh, because it doesn't work that way. Jesus himself came down to set the example for how we should live and then he left his word for us to be able to go back and reference and to be able to teach from and to preach from and to be able to live from so that we would know how he did it when he was here. And in this modern society that we live in, over 2015 years since Jesus ascended back to heaven, you have to understand that there is a, a, a plethora and, a, and just an overabundance of temptations and, and distractions and all kinds of, and all sorts of things in, in this world. But the one thing that we have to remember and the one thing that we have to constantly uh, be mindful of is that you cannot continue to watch sinful television and not become sin sick. It will affect you. You cannot continue to watch or, or listen to uh, sinful music uh, and not become sin sick. Uh, that sinful music will affect you. What you see, what you see and what you hear eventually will affect the way you act. 
Let me repeat that. What you see and what you hear will eventually affect the way you act. You can't wallow in the mud and not get dirty. You can't wade in water and not get wet. You can't drink alcohol and not get drunk. You can't uh, ingest uh, intoxicants and not get intoxicated. You can't smoke hallucinogens uh, and not start to hallucinate. Uh, these things are common sense, but they have a root cause which is sin and everything has a cause and an effect. It's another one of the books I've written, but I won't get into that today. I want to talk about you being sin sick. See, you cannot lay down in a bed with snakes and not get slithered on. And you cannot lay down in a bed with dirty people and expect to get up clean. See, what you do and what you hear and where you go and what you see will eventually affect the way you act. So I'll be right back as we get into the meat of this message titled Sin Sickness. I'm Pastor Keith. Welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion and I'll be right back. Welcome back. Illness comes in many forms. There's physical illness and spiritual illness and mental illness and underneath those illnesses there are other types of illnesses. And if you are ill, it means that you're sick. And there's one type of sickness uh, that is more dangerous than all those sicknesses combined. There's one type of illness uh, that's more dangerous than all the other illnesses combined. It's more dangerous than physical illness and spiritual illness and mental illness. Uh, sin, uh, sickness is more dangerous than all of those combined. In the book of Mark, chapter 7, 
verses 14 to 23, Jesus points out that in order for us to begin the process of healing ourselves uh, from sin and removing sin from within our bodies and being delivered from sin, a good place to start is right here in this text. In this scripture, Jesus explains that there are already uh, several sins that are within our body that defile us, that keep us unhealthy, and also keep us sin sick. So let's read the text first, uh, and we'll focus after that, we'll focus one by one on those list of things, the list of things that Jesus says keeps us uh, from being spiritually healthy. So open your Bibles uh, to the book of Mark, it's in the, in the Gospel, to the book of Mark chapter 7, I'm starting and I'll read from in the King James Version, the Raw, uh, from verses 14 to 23. And it reads, And when he had called all the people, when he, Jesus, had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you. Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. So Jesus says, listen and understand. Verse 15 says, There is nothing from without a man, from outside of a man, that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. Verse 16 reads, If any man, Jesus stops his, his, his teaching and says, If any man has ears, let him hear. He, he says, If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 17 says, and This was so important that he says, and when he was entered into the house from the people, when Jesus went from outside into the house of the people, his disciples asked him concerning this parable. Verse 18 says, And Jesus saith unto them, he answered them, Are ye so without understanding also? Jesus says, You've been with me all this time, and are the twelve of you still without understanding? Do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from outside of you, from without, entereth into a man, it cannot defile him? Because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the drought, purging all meats. Uh, so Jesus answered uh, and, and kept saying, verse 20, and he said, That which cometh out of a man, that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. From, for from within, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. And verse 23 ends by reading, all these evil things come from within. All these evil things come from within and defile the man.
Now imagine you were just born. You can't feed yourself, you can't change yourself, you can't walk, you can't talk, you can't even take yourself to church. And even though you were just born, there are already things inside of you that you did not put there. And even though you didn't put them there, they are affecting and will affect you every day of your life until you learn and mature and grow into ways that you can get free, be delivered, and be completely healed and cleansed from that list of things. Because if you don't, they will affect who you are and how you are even as a newborn. And the sad reality is that they will affect every aspect of your life for the rest of your life until and unless you find a way to work and remove them. See, many people believe that uh, this list of things uh, magically disappear when you get baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, that is so far from reality and from the truth that uh, it, it would take me a whole nother week of sermons to or week of lessons or probably a year or weeks or months worth of messages to even teach on why that is not true. So Jesus himself says, Jesus himself says that these things come from within. They, they reside in the heart and they come from within out of us in, in the form of our actions and reactions and interactions with other people. Uh, and that's how they defile us. That's how they keep us sin sick. So this is the list. This is it right here. This, this list, Mark chapter 7, verses 14 to 23, is this list of things that we as Christians, you, me, we, should focus on eliminating from our character as Christians so that we do not become and it keeps us from becoming sin sick. So let's take a look at how each of these things can affect our lives and why Jesus said it's important for us to expose them and eliminate them. We have to destroy them before they can destroy us. So number one on this list is, is evil thoughts. <laughs> Man, I tell you my own personal testimony. I can tell you I've had some evil thoughts against uh, some people over my entire life and I can tell you from uh, my own testimony is that I never once thought it was sin. I always thought it was bad, but I never once thought it was sin until I started learning how to read and study and apply the Bible to my own life. I never thought that the evil thoughts I had about other people, especially if they did something wrong to me, I never thought it was sin. And now I know that evil thoughts come out of my heart uh, and it's actually sin. So number one is evil thoughts. And evil thoughts aren't going to magically go away. And you can't take any medication to get healed from it. And you can't go to any form of, of any doctor uh, and get them to heal you of it. And there are no psychics that can think it away. And there are no scientists that can wish it away. Evil thoughts is a sin that only has one remedy. It only has one cure and there is only one way to eliminate it, to eradicate it, 
to extract it and to erode it from your body, your mind, and your spirit. Let me tell you a story. See, Jesus is the ultimate lie detector. And in one of my booklets titled Being Honest with God, um, it focuses on Jesus uh, examining and knowing the thoughts of people before we even think them. And Jesus often perceived the thoughts of people and responded to those people before they ever said a word. So evil thoughts is first on the list of things that can cause us to be sin sick and to keep us spiritually unhealthy. And evil thoughts produce evil intentions and which produce evil actions. Just from a single evil thought. All of that stuff can come uh, up against, come out of you and affect the lives of other people. Brothers and sisters, sin causes evil thoughts. And this sickness, this sin sickness, uh, just like many others that we'll examine, uh, starts in the heart, works its way up to the mind, all around and through to other parts of your body, and it will manifest itself in all kinds of evil ways if you do not eliminate it. And the Bible constantly reminds us to renew our minds and to think like Christ and to set our minds on thing of things above uh, so we won't uh, focus on the things of this world and to focus on, you know, focus our minds on the things that are unseen uh, rather than the things that we can see. Because it's important. Because if we don't keep our minds stayed on Jesus and our minds fixed and focused on Christ, all kinds of evil things can come upon us and come out of us. It will manifest itself and drastically affect the lives of everything around us. From our home life, to our work life, to our church life, to our ministry, uh, to our children, to our grandchildren, it will affect the lives of everything and everyone around us. See, when you are sin sick, it will have you sleeping with people that you are not married to and, and committing adultery and fornication, and it will have you doing these things right in your own home. That's why Jesus says it's so important to keep your mind stayed on him so that you will not fulfill the desires of your flesh. And since we already know that the first item on this list is evil thoughts, we also know that that evil thought did not start in your mind, it started in your heart. Number two is sexual immorality. One of the most practiced sins on this planet is sexual immorality. There are perversions of nearly every kind in every neighborhood, in every city, in every region, in every state, in every country on every continent and in all other parts of the globe. It's on the shelves of the very retail stores we walk into and it's even accessible across the internet right in our own homes and there seems to be no, absolutely no boundaries. Sin causes sexual immorality and it keeps us, it keeps you, me, we, it can keep each of us, all of us, sin sick. And it started, sexual immorality started way back in the book of Genesis 
where in the times during Genesis, during the book of Genesis, in the early part of humanity after God created Adam and Eve, the sons of God began having children with the daughters of men. And it was around that time that God sent angels to the city of Sodom and Gomorrah because of the sexual immorality. So around that time, when those angels visited the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, there was a man named Lot and his family, and they lived in a home. And all the men of the village, many men within the village, surrounded Lot's house after the angels got there. And they began asking Lot to send the angels out so that they could have sex with the angels. These were men who wanted to have sex with other men. And Lot, being a man of God, even offered these men outside surrounding his house his own virgin daughters. Lot offered his own virgin daughters to these men to prevent them from doing such a wicked thing with the angels that had come to visit his home. And when the situation became so out of control that Lot could no longer keep these men outside his surrounding his home at bay, the angels stepped in and struck all those men with blindness so that they could not even see or find the door. And see, unlike the, the men who were blinded by the angels, in today's society, uh, people who participate uh, and practice the sin of sexual immorality, they see very well with their human eyesight. They know very well what they are doing. However, because of sin sickness and because of the fact that Satan has blinded the mind of unbelievers, they do not even believe that they are doing anything wrong. And brothers and sisters, in today's society, the same sin sickness and the same spiritual blindness still is very prevalent. Men date other men and women date other women. But in today's society, they have taken the sin steps further than anything that was seen over 2,000 years ago. They are now getting laws passed to be able to marry one another. I call it sin on steroids because it has grown beyond what any of us could have ever imagined. And we all know that steroids <laughs> is very dangerous and very harmful to anything that's going on in your body. Number three on this list is theft. Number one was evil thoughts, number two sexual immorality, and number three is theft. For the past 30 years, uh, a man on the east coast of, of the United States, of the USA, uh, was able to steal billions of dollars uh, from investors under the guise of investment banking. One day he made someone angry and they told on him and now he's in jail for the rest of his life uh, because there was never any fund. He was keeping all the money for his own lifestyle and he's in jail for the rest of his life. Number three on this list is theft. And then there's a local man who went to jail for the rest of his life, um, a local Minnesotan who got people to invest billions uh, in 
goods that he was purchasing with their buying power. They thought it would they were you know groups being able to get bigger discounts and be able to get bigger bigger savings on buying one set of goods or a trailer load or a train load full of goods and because they were buying so many of them he would have them thinking that they were buying so many getting a major discount and then selling them for a major profit and the problem is there was never any goods and again that theft caused him now to be in jail for the rest of his life and see theft existed long before Jesus was ever crucified and even while on the cross Jesus himself pardoned one of the two thieves that were uh, hanging next to him. Sin causes theft and theft is so important to God that he made not doing it one of the Ten Commandments. He made thou shalt not steal one of the Ten Commandments. As Jesus points out in this text, theft starts in the heart and it works its way up to the mind and manifests itself in all sorts of evil ways and the one way to get rid of it again there's only one remedy there's only one cure so again number one on this list is evil thoughts number two is sexual immorality and number three is theft but I'll stop there for today because next week part two of this message I'll cover the other ten sins that are listed on this list in chapter 7 of the book of Mark uh, verses 14 to 23 and we'll pull out my book uh, called Disease Carrier titled Disease Carrier Don't Be a Host for Sin uh, and we'll flip through the pages and I'll give you some of the meat from uh, the book that I've been inspired to write next week uh, I'll show you various types of sin that can keep you in bondage such as unconfessed sin and unrepented sin and even unforgiven sin and I'll focus on why you do not want to be a host for sin and why it's important for you to work to eliminate this list of things in the word uh, from within your heart so that you can expose it and make it run away from you and go try and mess with someone else I'll even touch a little on other things that can hold you back from a breakthrough such as distributed sin and inherited sin and generational and gravitational sin and unintentional sin and even collective sin. And lastly, next week, I'll show you how to have freedom from sin, how you can be free from sin by just having faith in Christ. I'm Pastor Keith, and thank you for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you, and may he keep you today and always in Jesus' name. Amen.